Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. My name is Kylie Larson, and I am your host. Today, I am talking with a fellow coach, Leanne Lang. Leanne is the coach who has been with me the longest, and today she's talking to us about coming back from a major injury. In 2019, Leanne had to have surgery on one of her ACLs. I can't remember if it was her right or her left. And then in 2021, she had to have surgery on her other ACL. Needless to say, this was, is a huge challenge. So Leanne's talking to us about what you can do if you are struggling really in any way, right? This, this lesson is going to spill over to other areas of your life. And the take-home message is adversity makes us stronger. It makes us better. It makes us more flexible. So she describes what it's like to come back from not only one, but two major surgeries and what you can do if you too are coming back from an injury, a surgery, or just dealing with a lot on your plate right now. Please enjoy. you guys. So Leanne is back. My one and only best friend forever. Leanne (laughs) is back. And we're talking about something that maybe you've gone through. Maybe you haven't gone through you. um, And it's an injury. And I'm not just talking about a minor injury. I'm talking about surgery, rehab, mental fuck, like really hard injury. So Leanne, Tell us about the the two injuries that you have endured. Okay. So, um, you know, I was at this point in my life where I had, you know, a few years prior to the injury, stepped on a scale, thought, oh my gosh, what is happening? Um, And then I was struggling with my weight for a long time and seeking quick fixes and going through challenges and putting things in my body and concoctions. And it was like craziness. And so I felt at this point in time, this was like back in 12, 2012, 13, like I had lost control of my body and I found fitness, like a small fitness studio and yoga. And I was moving my body and I was doing cardio and I was dropping weight and it was amazing. And then in 2015, I was living in Tulsa at the time And I started exploring tracking food and working with Kylie and I did my first online program and I like started to like regain me and like see who I was and learn more about myself. Um, So I moved back to Denver in 2018 and I started to really kind of elevate my training. I had, I was able to lose a bunch of weight. I was feeling really good. I was taking care of my body. Um, Things were like good for me. And I was experiencing like a tremendous amount of growth in my finance and accounting career. 
um, I was managing people and a big team and I bought this gorgeous home in the city and I was really excited and kind of feeling on top of the world, to be honest. Um, and then after about 10 months of working with my now personal trainer, I competed in my first USA powerlifting meet, which was amazing. And I got to meet fantastic people and I was learning a ton about myself. And, and as I mentioned, I was kind of feeling on top in a sense, but about two weeks after that meet in April, 2019, I fell skiing in steamboat here in Colorado. And it was a really bad fall, a really bad one. Um, I heard a snap. I didn't really know what that meant at the time. And um, I'm not a great skier. I didn't grow up skiing. In all honesty, it wasn't a sport or activity um, that my family was able to afford growing up. And so it turned out I had a complete tear of my right anterior cruciate ligament. And most of us know this as the ACL. So it's basically this ligament in the center of your knee and it controls rotation in your knee as well as the forward movement of your tibia. So it's what stabilizes your knee, keeps your shin um, from sliding in front of your thigh, basically. Um, so I was gonna want an ACL reconstruction surgery in order to return to the activities that I loved. Uh, lifting and you know, walking comfortably and perhaps running if I needed to, or, you know, doing the workouts I love. Um, so with an ACL, um, the rehab starts with basically immobility. <laughs> so you're on crutches. Um, you know, if you don't have a lot of additional damage to your knee or your joints, you're encouraged to put weight on it as you feel comfortable. And then you spend about a week and a half just managing swelling and pain. And um, typically PT starts right away, like three days after surgery, and it's, it's pretty painful. So you start working on a range of motion, and then you start with extending the leg and trying to straighten it, and then you're trying to bend it. And this is over the course of several months, basically. Just trying to, to bend. To bend, yeah. So the first like zero to three months, you're trying to extend and bend the leg. Um, so, you know, kind of <laughs> a squat rack is out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, then you start gaining muscle strength in the kind of four or five month range. And it really, I mean, like I said, it takes like two or three months to feel human again and six months to feel strong and really a year to not think about it all the time. Uh-huh. So I like, was back on it. I got my clearance from, um, you know, the surgery that I could return to my activities. I hiked a 14er, saw my sister got married on, on a 14er, which was amazing. And, um, I strained it a little bit again, doing like an Olympic lift. Um, I was being, I was in a session with my trainer and it was like very minor, but kind of eye opening. And then, um, if you fast forward a little bit to March of this year, I was skiing in Monarch and I fell again. And I was like, there's no way there's, there's no way that this could happen. And it turned out that I had actually torn the ACL on the left side as well. So course of a couple of years, I am 
two brand new knees in, and that's kind of what led up to the injury. So just in case anyone missed the dates, the first, the right ACL was April of 2019, right? Yes. And then the left was March of 2021. That's right. And you said it takes a year for you to not think about it basically every single day. Yes. And so, so I'm like five months off of the second ACL reconstruction. How is, how has the second one been different than the first? Yeah. So when I first fell, the first reaction and thought I had was complete defeat. And like, how can, why do I, how did I deserve this? Like, talk about poor luck, right? You've got, um, you know, all of this motivation and care for yourself. And you, you know, you spent, I spent all this time rehabbing this first knee. And I felt completely defeated when I first tore it. Um, I would say with the second injury, I was probably a lot more prepared than I was the first time. Um, We learn from some of the hardest things in our lives, right? So I, uh, the second time around, I felt more prepared. And I think in a sense, it felt like the recovery was more doable for me from, from a mental standpoint, but that initial reaction was like defeat, just completely deflated by how could this happen again? Like right when you fell down or after that? When I fell, I told myself it wasn't that. (laughs) I actually stood up on that mountain and tried to clip back into my ski to ski the rest of the way down. And you hear these stories of people skiing on torn ACLs or partially torn ACLs usually. Mine was completely in two. Um, So I was in denial, absolute denial. And I think when you go through a traumatic experience like that, I think that is a very uh, natural reaction, denial. Um, But once I was sitting there in the surgeon's office, looking at my images from the MRI, then it was like, okay, bring it. Like, I know how to do this. Um, so in a sense, the second one was a better experience for me because it was something that I, I know. Where are you now in the recovery process? Yeah, so um, I am in um, primarily the strength portion of the rehab. So um, I have regained most mobility. I have full extension. Um, When I go into a flexion or a bend the knee, um, there is some limitations. And when I get up in the morning, it's very stiff. Uh, Stairs, I have stairs through my entire house and it's, it's, like a reminder every morning when I go to walk down the stairs that, oh, I need to get my knee moving today. Um, So I'm through the hardest part of it, but this is a really difficult part as well because I'm starting to see glimpses of my strength come back. Um, But what I have to continue to tell myself is to take it easy and listen to my body because um, I'm one of those people that's kind of I tend to go all in sometimes, and that could be very risky to um, my knee right now. 
And actually, once you're kind of in that three to five month post-surgery, that's when you're most prone to re-injury because wow. your confidence is back, right? Wow. But you might get a little too confident, a little overconfident. What has been the hardest part? Actually, I'm going to give you a choice. And maybe it's the same. Is it harder physically or is it harder mentally? It is very hard physically, um, especially in the beginning with the pain management. But I would say the ACL surgery and, and really injuries in general, the mental aspect is going to be the most challenging. Um, You got to mentally prepare for something like this. Um, And this, this pertains to really any injury, sport injury, physical injury, um, maybe even something you're going through in your life that's playing a role on you physically or mentally. Um, but when I went into this, especially the second surgery, um, it required a lot of reflection from me and I had to mentally prepare. And, you know, some of those things I had to prepare myself were, uh, for were understanding what was going to be realistic in the surgery. Um, it's not realistic to think I'm going to bounce back faster. It's not realistic to think I'm going to, um, bounce back you know, in a month or anything like that. I also had to make arrangements, um, you know, ahead of time with a physical therapist and get proper rehabilitation care. Um, I had to make arrangements for work, which is something I completely failed at the first time. I went back to work three days after surgery, first time on painkillers. I had a brand new promotion at work and I overdid it. I walked into a meeting with executive leadership members, kind of (laughs) drugged up on painkillers and thought that I needed to like push myself to that limit. And it could have, it could have set me back a little and maybe it didn't, maybe it did. But the second time around, you know, I had to mentally prepare and say, I'm not going to be able to go a hundred percent into work three days after I'm not going to do that. Um, I had to make arrangements with my family and my friends and um, be willing to receive care and help. I had to figure out what I was going to do about driving after my first surgery. It was on my right side. I couldn't drive for more than two weeks. Um, I had to understand that this was going to be really, really tough and I was going to feel a little bit outside of my norm. So those are things that, um, you know, I prepared for by talking to people, communicating, um, reflecting and writing and kind of opening up and accepting help and care. Um, Kylie, you know, about me, like, you know, this about me, I am so used to taking care of everything around me. And when someone's doing something for me or taking care of me. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it at all. Right. And I had to, uh, accept that people were going to have to help me get up and go to the bathroom after the surgery. And it was probably one of the hardest parts for me. Well, I can only imagine, you know, hearing you describe where you were in that spot in 2019, 
ceiling on top of the world. I mean, you had everything working in your favor and then just bam. Yeah. How hard was that? Um, the hardest thing for me was the patience aspect. Because yeah. I was, at first, when I was rehabbing the first knee, it was like I was chasing where I was before oh. that top of the world. And I was chasing and I was overdoing it. And um, we talk a lot about like how goals are great. <laughs> They're really great. I'm a goal setter. It's excellent. But if you're constantly like trying to chase where you think the top is, you're going to wear yourself out. And I would just like kind of lay in, on the couch. I was on the couch in my living room for several weeks. Would just like lay there and be like, I can't do anything because I'm so exhausted from trying to keep up with where I think I should be. I think that's a really valid point for all things. I mean, as you guys know, Leanne um, works closely with me and helps coach all of our clients. And we see this. I think a lot of people are trying to get back to a spot where they were. And that's fine. But maybe the perspective shift is, creating a new version based on, you know, everything that you've learned and gone through. It's not worse than, it's not greater than, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, goals change, plans change when you go through an experience like that. I had to adapt from being in this like performance goal setting to healing and paying attention to how I'm doing and how I'm feeling and not overdoing it. My goal completely shifted. Um, you know, I'm not going to deny saying, or I'm not going to deny that I'd love to be where I was at that point, but, and I'm not there right now. You know, it's been over two years. I've rehabbed two knees. I'm not going to be there. Realistically, I'm not going to be there for a while, if ever, to be honest. Um, but I've really seen how my, my plans have changed, my plans, my focus, my priorities have changed. Um, it can't be go, go, go all the time. Cause then I run the risk of hurting myself again. Would you say that it's made you more flexible? Yes. I, <laughs> I am one of the most inflexible people I'm. I will not deny that either. Um, I don't like when I've got a plan, it's all sorted out and then somebody throws it off. You know, they show up late or they don't deliver. Like I can't deal with it sometimes, But, but through this experience, I've had to be a lot more flexible because every day is a little bit different. And we talk about this sometimes when you're on like a a goal or you're going towards something, it's never going to be linear. The same thing applies to a rehabilitation or an injury or healing of any kind. Um, because you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. Just like when you're training in the gym or something, not every day is going to look better and better and better and better. That's just not a sustainable way to train. Same thing goes for healing, knee rehab, all of that. So I've, I've been forced to be more flexible and that's, that makes me a better friend. It makes me a better husband or a wife. It makes me a better coach, I hope, because um, of what I've learned from this experience. 
Absolutely. So, you know, I was thinking about this myself. I don't have a true experience that I can compare it to. I have, I mean, I had a stress fracture in my femur. This was back in the day. Like this was literally 20 years ago. Leanne was like eight. And (laughs) I was 13. (laughs) But I had these overuse injuries of, you know, in my femurs. It was ridiculous, but I couldn't do anything either. And honestly, that injury saved me from going down a really destructive path. But then also coming back from pregnancy. But I think the difference with pregnancy is, you guys, our bodies are made to deliver babies. Like that's what our bodies are for. So they will come back. I mean, they may look different. But with an ACL, like our knees aren't meant to break that way or be bent that way. So it's, it's even harder. Like coming back, back from a baby is way different than coming back from not just one, but two ACL surgeries. Yeah. Well, and not only are you like, you know, coming with, coming from a point of more flexibility, but you're thinking about more subtle things than before. So, you know, I used to just like, think about how much can I squat or how much can I do this or how much can I work or how much can I deliver to work? And now I'm kind of thinking about like, my own healing and my rest more. I'm thinking about those things. I'm thinking about how my body is moving every time I touch a barbell now. So um, I, we talk a little bit about like intentional movement and mind-body connection. But when you experience an injury, you're forced to, to have more of that connection and uh, intentional movement. And I, I really do believe it does make you a better, all the things, just because you have a totally different perspective now. Yeah. Um, it's a test in patience for sure. We talk, Kylie and I talk to clients all the time about, you got to be patient. There's no quick fix. Um, maybe I understand that more because of this experience I've had, Mm -hmm. uh, because it is seriously a test in patience. Uh, you have to commit to that healing process. You have to commit to the physical therapy. Um, that's one thing that I really pride myself in after this or during this experience, I really didn't miss any physical therapy. I did all the PT that I was told I should do. I did all the exercises. I did all the movement. I got on the stationary bike a couple months after surgery. And even though I couldn't even move my uh, pedals all the way around in a full revolution, I had to, you know, do partial pedaling. Do you really think I wanted to sit on a bike and go halfway around and back around? No way, but you've got to be committed to the process and do things that you probably don't want to do to make it happen. I mean, it's such a metaphor for everything that we talk about, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is all life, whether it's a fitness journey, weight loss journey, recovery from an injury, building a business, not linear, going to be setbacks, you have to be flexible. You're not in control of when it happens. That's right. And, and nothing, 
in my life has been easy, this included. And the things that aren't easy and that are really hard and challenging, that's the stuff that's worthwhile. And I, I'm so glad that I stuck it out and I did this rehab because I am starting to feel whole again and be able to do the things I want to do. Um, if you're feeling like really set back or defeated or like there's no way you're going to be able to, you know, get better or achieve your goals or any of that. And I think we all experience those feelings. Stick it out. Do the work because it, it is worth it. It is worth it. And, you know, I think that is why I am so obsessed with you is because <laughs> like literally nothing in your life has been easy. And no. I just, I, while that sucks, that's why you are the way that you are. And that's why people just are so inspired by you and they can relate to you. I think, I mean, it sucks that you're, <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, that sucks. Nothing's been easy, but everyone else benefits like we all kind of sucks yeah (laughs) no it it does um but I think that is why I have so much fun talking to clients friends and talking about this stuff because the stuff that sucks isn't the stuff we want to talk about right nobody (laughs) but that's the stuff we're experiencing anything yeah So I, you know, and I didn't even talk about this rehab process as much as I probably could have in the groups or with my clients because it sucks, right? It really sucks. And you don't want to be like that downer. And, you know, when people are experiencing all this wonderfulness, you don't want to drag it down or pull it down. But at the same time, like we got to share with each other the stuff that sucks too. Well, and also that is one of the um, challenging parts of being a coach, especially in our online forum, when people see you online pretty much every single day. And it is hard to show up when you don't want to show up and you don't feel like being that cheerleader or that inspiring person because you're not feeling inspired yourself. In fact, you're feeling crappy. Um, And that's, that's what makes being, I think a coach, an online coach, especially hard because can't get away from people they're there yep and you want to show all the good stuff and we want to motivate people and you know get them excited about everything we're doing um but we also need to to relate to our clients and our friends and our family so if you're you know if you're going through an injury or you're going through a tough time and you feel like it's dragging you down and it's sucking right now um just keep working at it, keep working at it and talk to your friends and talk to your family. And, you know, Kylie's a big therapy um, person. Like she promotes therapy and, you know, these are the things we need to do for ourselves when we're going through a really tough time. Absolutely. Like Pitbull says, every day above ground is a great day. Gotta love those Pitbull lyrics. <laughs> what you guys also don't know about Leanne is she's a bit of a music snob. Um, totally. <laughs> like, I'm top 40. Leanne is like, ew. 
I can't, I can't listen to top 40, but Kylie reminds me of all the top 40 songs that are actually kind of cool. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm so glad that we got to chat again, Liam, because because of your life story, you just have so much to offer. We haven't even gotten into your music background. That's for the next one. <laughs> so any words of wisdom for anyone going through a really, really hard time, whether it's an injury, a job they hate, life is hard always, what do you say? Yeah, so I say accept help from people around you, which is something I wouldn't have said out loud a lot, oh, several years ago. Um, be patient. If you put the work in, things will start to happen. And you are resilient. You are resilient. We are strong people through our experiences, our tough times. And I just, if you are struggling with something, an injury, um, and it's holding you back, you can do this. Awesome. Well, thank you, Leanne. Also exciting in Leanne news, you just started a new job. So, I did. I mean, it's like you're and not that you need to get back to where you were, but things are falling into place so you can feel the way that you felt back then. Yeah. I'm feeling really alive right now. Really alive. Good. So. Cool, you guys. Well, check out Leanne. Um, you know, she's not as active on social media because she does have a real job. But <laughs> <laughs> if you want Leanne in your life, that's the perfect reason to join us in our program. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Leanne, I know you've got a train here in a little bit. So um, thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your story. And I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Here's the Deal. If you enjoyed this show, please share it out to your friends so we can empower as many people as possible to take control of their lives so they feel their best and they look their best. You can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Kylie Fit Yoga. And if you want to learn more about the eight-week program that I have, Lift to Get Lean, check out lifttogetleanwithkylie.com and that is the program where me and my team of coaches help people learn how to track their macros, understand the importance of macronutrient tracking. We give you strength training workouts and the biggest piece of the program is the mindset coaching of it. As you know, nothing changes if you don't change your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you in any and all ways. Again, we appreciate your support.